morning. It's 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith with the Harford County Public Library, and I'm here with Bob Mumby. The Harford Edge is brought to you each and every week by your Harford County Public Library. Today we'll be speaking with Kathy Schmidt, yay! Founder and Executive Director director of Chesapeake Therapeutic, Therapeutic Riding. Wow. That's TV for you. I know. Hence why we call ourselves CTR. Oh my gosh. I, seriously, thank you for that. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. We're going to change it to Chesapeake Therapeutic Radio. Whatever works for us today. Exactly. On Friday the 13th, full moon, we're not afraid. And no, right. no, no triskaidekaphobia here. I'm so impressed with that, Kathy. So impressed. It's Greek. <laughs> Tell and our readers what it means. Well, triskaidekah is the Greek word for 13. Oh. So it's fear of... 13? Fear of bad luck, fear of the number 13. I have no fear of it. Like buildings it. don't have 13th floor. And in yeah. Japan, it's the right. fourth floor. Really? Oh, really? Like 13th floors in American buildings will mm -hmm. normally have the equipment, the HVAC. Okay. There's very, very rarely a 13th floor. Huh. I did not know that. And so what's four in Greek? What is that called? What's that phobia? Teteres. Ace, duo, tres, teteres. All Greek to it me. is Greek to me too. You said it faster than me. I need to get more coffee in my veins. Then Penta. Pentagon. Five, oh, now five. you're just showing off, Bob. <laughs> and you don't know whether it's, any it's true. It's I could be making it all up. Absolutely 100% true. Okay, that we well, don't know. we're going to do some complaints. Then we're going to do an ethical dilemma. We're going to do an ethical dilemma every week. <gasps> oh, this is a new twist. Thank you for being with us, Kathy, on this. The complaint is, is this. I think we're going to do this every week. The guys who have pickup trucks with truck nuts on them. No, stop it. Oh, I think everyone's done that I know. I know. I want to do it every week. Because I don't think there's anything more offensive to me. I don't think there's anybody more childish and insecure than some guy would, that would spend money for that who does he think he's does first of all they're probably the size of raisins in reality am i allowed to say that and down the rabbit hole we go <laughs> he always says after he says it am i allowed to say that okay if he says it before i say no any guy out ask. there who has those who bought them and if your children don't have everything they need and you bought that first you are a loser please call in if you want to defend yourself Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> there are so many things I could say, but I'm just I know. not, I'm being polite. And now can I say, I, there's, I had a very bad experience with the, let's say it's a national tire and battery store. <laughs> <laughs> just use their initials. <laughs> if you go into any of these places, the tire stores, please just assume that they're in it for themselves okay that's fair to say um double check ask them what the prices are i was in there and i had one tire that had uh uh it was damaged uh, on the side and it's tough to plug that so you've been dealing with that for a while right that yes. tire okay. yeah um and this happened a while ago mm -hmm. but i just and they, the guy said, oh, we're lucky we have that tire in stock. The bad news is it's $279. Okay. 
for a tire. And it's not, you know. It's called the over-the-barrel tire, Bob. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what they like to think. That's the tire you need, and we have in stock. I said, that's the only tire that fits on my car? Oh, no. I said, can I see the others? And he reluctantly and cheapishly turned his monitor around, mm-hmm. and they started at seventy nine ninety nine. Gosh. And the seventy nine ninety nine was a Sumitomo. It doesn't, the tread wear goes a little faster. Right. But how many people come in there and either they're afraid uh, to, to question it or they think, oh, this must, this is an expert. This is the right one to fit. So question, question, question. Um, I'm actually getting tires today at Costco, and I've always had great service at Costco yes, with tires. Yes, Costco and BJ's, mm-hmm. there's, you know, part of it is they're not incented for the upsell. Right. These people, these assistant managers at these other places are incented for the upsell. So they don't care. Mm-hmm. They're going to, you know, unfortunately it's two seventy I'll take the $79 yeah. one, please. Right. So, now, the the ethical dilemma. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. I know. I'm on that My wife purchased the toilet tissue the last time. <laughs> okay. And it was really cheap. Del- oh, okay. Like Not delightful. thin newspaper. Okay. It's what my mother-in-law, my yes. mother-in-law buys that brand. <laughs> so I said, well, what would you get this for? She goes, oh, there's no difference. <laughs> so... Since our kids moved out, we our sink and our vanity, it's crowded. So I use the kids' bathroom. Sure. It's great. Cindy has a whole it's all hers to herself. So um, I noticed that she brought the toilet tissue upstairs, and there were four of the thin rolls in my bathroom, and four of the plush, you know, Ritz Carlton, you know, with the cuddly little bear sure hugging it sleeping on yeah. it yeah it hurt so i switched them <laughs> is that is that ethical <laughs> she said there's no difference did she notice <laughs> uh not as far as i know one may say the ethical dilemma is why you got the four bad right. ones in the beginning so i don't know where the ethical dilemma began but i applaud her on that i would do that to my now husband. let's say it was a, it was the odds are only like one in sixteen that all four of the bad ones ended up ended up right. That you were completely out, and she opened the new container and you got them. So is it ethics or is it matrimonial harmony? There you go. Hmm. <laughs> that is an ethical That's, question. Well, that is a much different calculus. That we then, certainly don't have enough time for today. <laughs> because you know if she did it on purpose it's it's like the old parable i'm playing in a golf tournament the club championship with another guy where the 18th hole we're tied and he hits his in the woods hit his in the woods and we go look for it and he can't find it and i come back out to the fairway to hit mine he announces i found it and i hit mine up 10 feet he hits up his up five feet the ethical dilemma is, do I take his ball out of my pocket and, and call the liar out? <laughs> that is a great one. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like Jerry Seinfeld one. said, people, adulterers, they get mad if the person they're cheating with 
cheats on them with someone else. I'm like, sure. are you surprised? I know. <laughs> That's what I always say. Okay. That's enough. <laughs> Truck nuts. You're a loser. <laughs> I wonder if he used what type of toilet paper they use. But a just bang. saying, just putting it out there, they have no money. They buy the cheap stuff. Have you heard the new uh, commercials for Cottonelle? Oh. It's for women. For Cottonelle, they have these moisture. Mo there's like moist. Like wipes? Yes. And they I say, down there care. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. This is why the rest of the world looks down on us. Because, well, I, I work with one creatures of that... 50 pounds a day each. So. That's true. And they don't you have know, cotton wipes, do we, they? We talk about that all the time. <laughs> That's true. Did you see the size of that? So you're saying Tucker poops 50 pounds a day? No, not Tucker the cat. He got nine horses. Is that, that's why he has that look on his face. Yeah, there you go. Tucker's so cute. Uh, he's my buddy. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Now that we have 20 minutes under our belt and have not even started talking about. Well, Kathy called it. It is, it is a full moon. All righty. Let's do some trivia. You ready? All right. I'd like to say I brushed up, but how can you? How can you? <laughs> you never know. This one's kind of a given because it's a New Jersey question, and we have someone from that neck of the woods. Hmm. Amen. Menlo Park, New Jersey was Thomas home. Edison. You're right. Well, slap me silly. I know. Call me Kathy. <laughs> you can just go on home, girl. <laughs> Let me finish the question, Alex Trebek. <laughs> Menlo Park, New Jersey was home to which inventor's research laboratory? The Wizard of Menlo Park. That was his nickname. Oh. Okay. Key and kaffir are two types of what fruit? I think I'm pronouncing that right. What was the first? Key and kaffir. K-A-F-F-I-R. How do you spell key? K-E-Y. Are two types of what fruit? Lime. Correct. Key lime. He does... For our listeners, he's like, come on, guys. His hands are up. Well, like, that's the dessert at the rehearsal pie. dinner tonight. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, that's right. Bob has a big day tomorrow. You put the lime in, in the, the coconut. Yes. <laughs> Call me oh. in the morning. In Nathaniel Hawthorne's historical fiction novel, The Scarlet Letter, what is the letter? A. You you can say. Oh, I can say. Yes. Oh, yeah, this yes. isn't good for me. You guys are a, you you guys guys are are a team. Friend. It's A. Oh, wow. Ka she Kathy added to it. Kathy knew all three answers, but she didn't think she could say it. <laughs> she didn't want to uh, be I an upstart guest. It's being polite. <laughs> There's no politeness on this show. Dinsdale. Dinsdale. <laughs> that was the reverend, right? Yep. All right. In an homage to his native city... Tom Selleck's character in Magnum P.I. wears a baseball cap of what team? Oh, Detroit Tigers. Very good. <laughs> With an accent. Well, again, of the straight, right? <coughs> Detroit is of the straight. That's really, what I, that's yeah. what it means. My it dad was, was born outside of Detroit. Really? It was a straight between Lake Michigan and Lake, not between Lake Huron and Lake Ontario. Uh, Erie. Okay. And so the Cadillac, the French guy Cadillac who founded Detroit called it of the Trois, which is straight. Huh. I 
I'm trying to get him to go on to Jeopardy. Yes, he should. He keeps no. saying no. He says I tried. no. They, they, he tried a, once. You got to keep trying. It's a drawing. Trying. To get even to take the test, it's a drawing. So I oh, really? Drawing. Oh, I didn't know that. There's a guy who's, uh, get him on, he's like on his 10th win, I think. I didn't watch it last night, so I don't know if we won. But, oh, wow. Um, tuberculosis is a disease caused by bacteria that usually attack which organ? Your lungs. Correct. Very good. Mm-hmm. Remember the TB tests in yes. school oh, that they would give yeah, you? yeah, the, the little, the little sh- stab in the arm. Uh-huh. And but hope. yeah, but... But they were women. There was all, what was the one up here that women only had? It was a circle with little. That was TB. That was our superpowers. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> that was where we the didn't air want goes you guys to know that we were born with them, so they would it's fake a secret it. Society. It is. Oh, okay. <laughs> now the bag, the cat oh. is out of the bag. We, we told the story. And, I know. And that's as well. I got a little look into it with the toilet paper scheme. So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. I know. (laughs) Which American fast food restaurant franchise has an item on its menu called the Blizzard? Oh, Dairy Queen. (laughs) DQ. DQ. How how many kids here worked at DQ when they were in high school? I did not work at DQ, but I worked at a restaurant in my hometown. I grew up in a town of 600, so it was very small. We didn't have a DQ, but we had the pizzeria, and I worked there. But I do love the DQ grilled cheese. They are phenomenal. Brazier. Yes, I remember that. The brazier. And I used to think when I was 12. We had a DQ in our town. Oh, yeah? We had one on the way to my grandpa. big city girl. I worked in a ladies' foundation store. Did you? In a store? In high school. Yeah. Yeah, we sold bras and lingerie and stockings. That's Stockings. a very nice term, a ladies' foundation. I know, store. I know. I will Girdles. never, I will never say the word foundation again and think. Right. I know <laughs> a building. I was the stock boy, so I know scoop net, cap sleeve, uh, Doctor Scholl's, those. Uh, oh yeah. The uh, the wooden yeah, yeah, shoes. Yeah. yeah. The bunny sleepers, Jansen briefs, five, wow. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Tote, Bob, I'm pecan, nude. It was very intriguing to a 14-year-old. Sure, sure. Nude pantyhose. Sure. <laughs> Here you go. Okay, in 1814, Napoleon was exiled to which island located off the coast of Tuscany? I know this. Not Elba. Is or it Elba? Is it? It is Elba. Ah. Good job. I know. I was trying to think of some smart aleck remark. <laughs> He's too fast for <laughs> that. Napoleon. Pastry Island. I know. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's so many paths you could Hand have gone down. Invest Island. <laughs> yes. Oh. St. Augustine, Florida is the home to the Hall of Fame for what sport? Golf? Yep. Yes. Really? Yes. The World Golf Hall of Fame is in St. Augustine, Florida. I've at never t- been. TPC Sawgrass. Really? See what I'm now, saying? I cheated. I was there a month ago. Were you? Mm-hmm. I took a picture of uh, the parking spots. Uh, the first eight say tour players only. Ah, did you tour. park there just to be? No, I no. Oh, I'm surprised. <laughs> I would have been thrown out by the scruff of my neck. <laughs> All right. 
Who tap danced with Jerry the Mouse in Anchors Away, Fred Astaire in Zigfield Follies, and an umbrella in Singing in the Rain? A gentleman who's from my home city. Stop it. Gene Kelly. Girl! What home city? <laughs> Pittsburgh. He's from Pittsburgh? Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yep. I went to IUP, too. So did I. I was there the same time you were. Oh, my. Ooh. I know. <laughs> I know. I didn't graduate from there. I only went two years, and then I moved to Texas. Oh, we need to walk. We do. <laughs> so I lived what's in Schaefer that, that's What's that? Pennsylvania uh, Indiana University of University, Indiana? Or, Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Or idiots under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> there is that, too. My takeaway from my time there was Punk's Tawny Phil. Was, yes. Uh, that whole celebration. <laughs> yes. It's weird. I, I went out with a girl. Her name was Barbie. She went to IU. Really? Barbie Mencken. My first roommate was Bambi at IUP. <laughs> I often wonder Good what thing happened to her. Good thing it wasn't Thumper. I know. We have a whole story, guys. <laughs> All right. We have got to get back on track. Last one. Rutger, Rutger Hayer played Roy Batty in what 1982 neo-noir science fiction film? Rutger Hauer, H-A-U-E-R, I think. Um, I know, um, I, the only film I know <laughs> is The Hitcher. The Hitcher, which was really weird, but yes. I think he was in um, Blade Runner. Yes, that's correct. Oh, okay, I didn't see that one. Which, uh, what's his name? Not Tommy Lee Jones. The other three-name guy. <laughs> Uh, was married to Angelina Jolie. Yes. Uh, oh, my oh gosh. Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob yeah. Thornton. Good job. He was in the two. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did awesome. You really did. <laughs> I didn't stump you on anything. I need to go back to the drawing board and make these more difficult. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. So good. Oh. No, okay. We're going to do a little today in history. Ooh. I Milton Hershey. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. He died today <laughs> oh. in 1945. I thought he he was born. Um, Raoul Dow passed away Aww. in 1990 at the age of 74. Uh, uh, Hugh Daly uh, tossed a one hitter, one one to nothing no hitter against Philadelphia. He was a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. Um, what was interesting about him? I've never heard of him. He only had one arm. Oh, oh my I, you gosh. know what? I was going to be a smart aleck and say he didn't have any arms. <laughs> oh, you would have been half right. <laughs> you would have been at least in the right direction. And yes. he played for a national team. Cleveland. Cleveland. That's pretty awesome. Yep. That's pretty awesome. And the other, there's another guy. Um, well, what's his name? Abbott. Had a no-hitter. He pitched for the Angels. He went to the University of Michigan. He pitched for the Yankees. That's in the nineties, he did this. Him. Steve Abbott. You know, that's a great testament to parents who just raise their kids to just say, right. "You can do it." You, exactly. Mm -hmm. If you, you put can your mind it. to it, and yes. you practice, and yes. you work hard, yep, you can achieve your goals. Yep. Amen. Yep. Agatha Christie was born on this date in eighteen ninety. Um, Monaco. Beautiful Monaco. Oh, well, it's famous for. Two famous American women died after tragic motoring accidents on the same road, though a half century apart in Monaco. Grace Kelly is one. And Isadora Duncan. Really? 
Really? She had a long scarf with, yes. with the thing of the day and it caught yeah. on the rear axle. Oh my God. Uh, didn't she used to ride a motorcycle? Maybe. But maybe it caught on the motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Oh, wow, how awful. Can we end on a happy note? I've never heard, how awful. Oh, oh, oh wow, how awful. <laughs> that was a totally wrong intonation. <laughs> it's quizzical. <laughs> it was quizzical. Okay, we end on a good note? Yes. Sure. Um, the Beatles released, oh, here's the one. In 1969 in the state. Uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, debuted on CBS in the United States. 69? Rock row. Yeah. Wow, that has staying power. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My five-year-old nephew still watches it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who, who knew that cartoons could be in reruns like I that? know. Right. Goodness. And we never caught on that it was always the mine owner who <laughs> was the villain because he always. wanted to get the... The, the, the good people out of there so we can make millions on the mine. Right. <laughs> always, always that. All righty. A little bit of news, then we'll go and do what we came here for to talk about this great place, Chesapeake Therapeutic Riding. Um, what do you think? Uh, there is a, an outcry now for a circle um, roundabout up at Route 23 and Grafton Shop Road. Because Yes, that's a, that's a horrible, horrible intersection. And so I think we should build one right away. Does anyone know why we're not? Uh, I don't know. Well, Chad is, um, Chad Schroes, County Council District D, is lobbying for it. Uh, and he's called on the uh, MDT, MTA, Hartford County Council Administration, and local police agencies, asking them to join me in the effort to expedite a roundabout. Because there have been a number of fatalities. Uh, um, actually, a friend of mine was, uh, she was killed there at that intersection. Oh my gosh, yes. Now, what is it about it? Is it the sight lines and, and the people speeding on 23? or the, the speculation is uh, that the sight lines, because they're so distant, you can't gauge vehicle speed on 23. So people pull out in front of cars or uh, trucks driving too fast. And... Uh, that's what happens. And uh, also, believe it or not, especially in the wintertime, when the sun sets, it sets directly down 23. So if you're pulling, if you're coming up 23 and the sun is in your eyes, you can't see people pulling out in front of you. Oh my so, gosh. and I know with roundabouts, it takes months and months of traffic studies and sure. all sorts of things that have to go through DPW and mm -hmm. the state and you know, it's it's not one of those, oh, 47 people have been killed here, let's put a roundabout in. Right. They have to, you know, 47 people have to die first, and then they... And then they do the study. Right. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's my sense of this, so... There's a lot of good places for roundabouts in the in the county. I personally am a fan of roundabouts. Yes. It's not the two-lane ones. everybody down. No, the two-lane ones do throw me for a loop. Yeah, what... Like, what, you, what are the two lanes for, you know? Well, then you have to merge over, and if everyone's not on the same page right. that are in the two lanes, right. it really And is. then you're looking this yes. way and that way, and invariable the people who were trying to navigate the two lanes, um, you know, then someone comes in, and even though you're supposed to yes. yield to people already in the circle, no one follows that rule. But don't stop in the circle. 
That's my pet peeve. Yes. When people stop in the circle. I have yes. so many pet peeves about I drivers. Know. I just got him off his pet peeve. Uh oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Someone pulls ahead of you. There's no one behind Thanks, you. Yeah. Oh, no. You're you're doing it's a forty mile hour road, you're doing forty five, okay? Maybe forty seven. <laughs> Someone pulls in front of you, no one behind you, and they do thirty. Yep. Yes. Yep. Oh. Yep. Well. Yep. Yep. That's what high beams are for. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he does not have a choose civility sticker on his car. <laughs> I won't let him have one. He chooses other things. <laughs> he does. That's why I have to be careful and Cindy's car could have a BG and a Chew Civility, so... When he drives her car. Oh, yeah, he has to be able to... Well, you know, I think those magnets, because I have magnets on my truck, mm -hmm. um, it diminishes my road rage. <laughs> it, it makes you think. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Who's yeah. that maniac in the red truck? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. it's Kathy. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I recognize all those well, things. Well, I, I consider it, you know, edu educational. All of my beeping and... <laughs> Sign language. You're just trying to learn them, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. I'm saving lives. <laughs> Very simply. And, Bob, use, and using your creativity. Yes. Bob gives and gives and gives. <laughs> he does. Yes. Must be exhausting. <laughs> Maybe if they, if I hung something from my trailer, <laughs> oh, no. they'd think I could back it up a little more because oh. they'd realize I was a man. <laughs> You'd have to flex all the time. Those empty toilet paper rolls oh. are a dead giveaway. Yes, true. Yes. <laughs> Oh, sandpaper. Okay. Um, Harford County Council extended their support for Fundy activ the Activity Center in Aberdeen by a vote of 7 to 0. Um, I have a big problem with this, not with the people involved because they're all wonderful public servants, but because the mayor of Aberdeen lobbies for something two months before election, uh, who's lobbying for Edgewood? Who's lobbying for Joppa? Who's lobbying? So, and the president of the county council said it's a goodwill move, it, even though it has no teeth. So, uh, wh what is the purpose? Um, uh, I think it, it's, a, it's a slippery slope. It's dangerous uh, as, as, a, as, a, as a means of governing. And I've made that clear to those folks. And I just think everyone should just be careful and think about it. Um, because again, who's lobbying for Joppa? Mm -hmm. Um, and a little self-serving news. Habit of Grace representative visited the new twins, their new twin city, Mumbles, which is the, the mum, the Mumby name originated in Lincolnshire, England, but it was a major move through Wales of Mumbies and Mummeries. So ah. Mumbles Head and Mumbles and all the other Mumby things have some connection to me. Oh, that's cool. Although my great-grandfather, great-great-great-grandfather was very rich, Charles Mumby. He divorced his wife and married my great-grandmother. Okay. Um, then divorced her and remarried his first wife, so our line was cut off. Really? No he was, money. He was into recycling. Okay. Yes. No money. <laughs> so you were of the second wife? Yes. You're okay. We were the you know, steerage. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yep. That probably didn't happen a lot back then. No. no. You know, I mean, that's like it was scandal. That's like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills stuff. Charles uh, Mumby. Housewives of Mumbles. There you go. 
The yes. Real Housewives of Mumbles. Mumbles Head. Never mind. <laughs> you should um, write a book. That would be an interesting book. I could even put some facts in there. Yes, you could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who cares about Don't that? Worry. No, <laughs> Don't worry about the facts. Just put color in it. I heard there's two facts in Becoming. <laughs> really? Stop it. <laughs> I like that book. <laughs> okay. And there's a, a event coming up a week from tomorrow at the Bel Air Armory called Stir Up the Dust. Really? Yeah, it's a hacky sort of thing, a turn on horse riding. Yes. Stir up the dust. I wonder yes. who's behind it. I don't yes. know. Yes, well, well let's really talk cool about that. Oh, oh, I bet they well, are. Well, during the commercial, no, not during the commercial, because you're listening to this great ad about the Comic-Con. Comic -Con. But after the show, you can go to uh, ctrchanginglives.org and find out all about that. Stir up the dust, and that's excellent news. And the Tide War players are set to stage A Few Good Men. Uh, the uh, which is the, it's the Tidewater Players, the Community Theater of Havre de Grace. It's celebrating its 40th birthday this fall. Showtimes are Fridays and Saturdays um, uh, from September 20th to the 29th at the Opera House. Patronize the Opera House. Patronize the events at the college. Patronize events at the Armory. These people are actually doing. They built and they're doing they haven't raised five million dollars and to have three signs in the ground so these people are great it, it, it's a tremendous addition to our cultural life yes give and support yes mm -hmm. with your feet <clears throat> okay i'm quite done are we going to take a little breaky sure <clears throat> all right guys we're going to take a break when we come back we'll be talking with kathy schmidt founder and executive director of chesapeake therapeutic writing Get your geek on with the Hartford County Public Library's 9th Annual Comic Con on Saturday, September 28th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Bel Air Library hosts this free day of activities for children, teens, and adults that feature virtual reality, photo ops, board games, Dungeons & Dragons, crafts, trivia, a costume contest, and much more. Stop by to hear Sherry Cook Woolsey, a Hartford County resident, discuss her debut fantasy novel, Walking Through Fire, from 11 a.m. to noon. Go to hcplonline.org for more information. Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Hartford County Public Library, and I'm here with Bob Mumby, and this is the Hartford Edge. <clears throat> We're delighted to have Kathy Schmidt, founder and executive director of Chesapeake Therapeutic Riding, in the studio with us today. In 2003, Chesapeake Therapeutic Riding began with one rider and one horse. Kathy Schmidt founded the organization and serves as the executive director for CTR. She earned her Bachelor of Arts degree in journalism from Indiana University of Pennsylvania in 1985. Kathy has an extensive professional background in sales, marketing, and management. As a lifelong horseman and an award-winning sales and marketing professional, she thought an opportunity to share the healing power of horses with individuals with special needs. Embarking on a sales career after graduating from college, Kathy's priority was to keep horses in her life. Her horse, Socks, a registered Appaloosa and founding horse of the CTR herd, were partners for 22 years. Through career moves and personal life changes, Kathy and Socks continued seeking a facility for which a dream could be realized. 
providing people with special needs and equestrian experience. In 2004, <coughs> Kathy was designated a registered therapeutic riding instructor following a rigorous two-year training program accredited by the Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship International, which is also known as PATH International. She was certified as an equine specialist in mental health and learning in 2017 through PATH International. Through her nearly 30-year sales career, Kathy honed the skills to develop a nonprofit organization based on financial and programmatic integrity. She feels that the difference between a dynamic organization and one that simply exists. Her work class roots combined with strategic partnerships give CTR a solid foundation on which to build in a safe, non-judgmental non environment. I love this phrase, Kathy. Hanging up the suits and putting on the boots has been a life-affirming as well as a dream-realized Chesapeake Therapeutic Riding. Welcome, Kathy, and thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thanks, Leslie. You know, the library is so good to us, and Aww. we really like working with you, and to be here at the station with you and Bob today, it's a real treat. Yay! Well, thank you for what you do, mm -hmm. and we're jealous because you're doing what you love. Yes. And you're helping lots of folks, so... And it, it truly is a labor of love because it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And it's not just me. I mean, we, we can't do what we do without volunteers and benefactors in the community and our awesome board of directors mm -hmm. and all the people who make it happen from day to day, both two-legged and four-legged. And we had just, uh, we should uh, um, thank, um, was it, who was it just retired? Uh, oh, Amy Krebs. Amy Krebs, your Aww. physical therapist. Yeah, she was our longest serving employee. And, um, you know, she just reached that point in her life where uh, some family issues came up and uh, she was having to kind of downsize mm -hmm. her work life. And mm -hmm. so we're, we're kind of in transition now with our hippotherapy program because mm -hmm. hippotherapy is physical therapy on horseback. And must be conducted by a licensed therapist. Okay. And they have to be certified in hippotherapy. So they can be a physical therapist, a um, occupational therapist, or a speech-language therapist. And it's really hard to find both. Sure. And so I've reached out to a couple of organizations here in the county, and we've been busy doing a lot of other things right sure, now. Sure, sure. So um, we're hoping to be able to uh, re-blossom our hippotherapy program sometime oh in i'm sure you will it's a great opportunity someone's going to jump at that chance and you know i just kudos to amy yeah. she she would come out in any kind of weather uh she would come out for just one client she oh. drove up from perry hall she would come, oh my gosh she would come from work and um she has the patience of job and she's pr probably one of the most wonderful kind people i've ever had the experience to work with and never hesitated to jump in to do anything at the farm. And she's actually volunteering with us now. Oh my gosh. When her schedule on Naturally. Of yes. course. So we love seeing her. And the rest of the team is Virginia and Gail and Megan, right? Yes. Uh, uh, VJ is Virginia. She's a, a psychologist that we contract with when we do anything, um, any programming that's mental health oriented. And Gail is our, our second longest serving employee. Uh, 
she came to us as a volunteer and she's one of our program managers and a dear friend and um, Megan is an one of our program managers as well, who's also our volunteer coordinator. Okay. And she uh, lives at the farm with her husband and her two kids. God, that's wonderful. And I, I haven't updated the website. We have an, uh, another instructor who recently became certified. Um, she's a young woman who recently graduated from Towson University and is in their occupational uh, therapy program, mm -hmm. but she's still looking for the educational program to further her education. She didn't get in the program she wanted to get into, so uh -huh. taking a gap year, which I hate to say, but we capitalized on it. I was going to say, it works for you. <laughs> and her name Amen. is Molly, and okay. she is a rock star as well. So we, we have a small staff. Um, all the employees are part-time except myself, but I'll, I'll tell you, they are the most wonderful people in the world that you would ever want to work with. They, I can trust them with the herd, with our clients, they are kind, they are knowledgeable, they are experienced, and they're passionate about the work that we do. And a quite impressive board as well. I see a lot of names on there, the usual suspects that, <laughs> that work are always hard rolling on, up their yep. sleeves or rolling up their jeans, yeah. in this case. Um, how'd you get to Harford? Um, I, well, I took a job in Baltimore. It was, uh, the company was located in Cherry Hill section of Baltimore uh -huh. and I knew nothing about the area so it was one of those things it was a milestone birthday year that began with three okay and you know what do you do you pick up stakes and you sure. move to Maryland uh, I'm a Pennsylvania girl and my boss had me living in Columbia and he, he suggested to live there to rent an apartment there because that's where all the beautiful people lived and my territory was uh, about a hundred miles around the Baltimore area and Harford County was usually the place that I went to on Mondays, and I just loved Harford County. There was something about it. It was, it was a mix of small towns and the rural agricultural mm -hmm. roots mm -hmm. that I come from, and the people were really, really nice, and I just, I really liked it. So after a year in Columbia of not being able to find anything because the signage is terrible and mm -hmm. oh yeah you don't know who anybody is because they're not there for a long time because it's such a transient area um, I decided to rent an apartment up here and then ultimately a year later bought a house and I have been here for almost 25 or more years and that's how I got to Hartford County and I, even though you have to be you know 15th generation to be considered from Harford County. I know. I consider myself a, a loyal, dedicated Harford County citizen. Good. It's a wonderful place to live and work. We've been Good. here for 25 years and we still just got off the boat. Yep. Yep. Same, same. Same, same. <laughs> okay. Uh, CTR, Chesapeake Therapeutic Riding. Uh, our work connecting people with horses in a non judgmental healing atmosphere is what we do. Um, Tell us about CTR and uh, uh, just the impact you're making on people's lives. Well, Bob, the CTR, it, we connect people with horses in an inclusive manner because if you look at the horse industry in general, uh, there are very specific niches that are filled. And it's everything from racing to breeding to training to typical riding lessons and uh, you know boarding some people have their backyard family horses mm -hmm. and in this community it's always been near and dear to my heart 
to make sure that vulnerable populations, no matter the age, have access to horses. Because as a lifelong horseman, I know what it means to be in the presence of these animals and to work with them. And it's, it's not magic, it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. And because they are so present, and I noticed that it helps people become present as mm -hmm. well. So to me, that was a niche that wasn't being filled in the community. And it was, it was being filled in a kind of a part-time manner. And so I was advised not to make your passion your work because then you would hate what you do. And I just always kind of thought that was silly. <laughs> so I'm so um, glad you didn't listen to that <laughs> advice. Well, and it was the thing where I wanted to make sure that people had access to horses who otherwise wouldn't have mm -hmm. access to them, mm -hmm. but in a safe manner. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we're throwing people up on a horse, slapping the horse on the rump and right. saying, see you later. Right. They're learning about horses, so there's an educational aspect. There's a uh, physical or adaptive recreation aspect about it that helps people who might be more sedentary mm -hmm. be able to uh, be have a little bit more physical activity. It's also from a uh, mental perspective, you tend to be happier once you leave mm -hmm. the farm because well, of your experience. There. No one's happier than you, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Always a smile. Well, um, the, I, with the, one of the beautiful things about it is the adaptive part, because not only do, does the person grow from adapting to the horse and learning to adapt to the horse, the horses are these geniuses that seem to adapt to their their mm -hmm. rider right right well and that's what making when you work with horses that what's that's what makes it really special is because horses are very intuitive and uh, and non-judgmental and yeah. exactly you know what they meet you right where you are mm -hmm. and it's it's amazing what they can bring out and give to people in a very quiet calm manner mm -hmm. our, our herds very special they're not your typical herd. Right. Well, we're going to talk about that herd in a second, but let's take a quick second uh, to talk about stir up the dust. How, um, people, you, uh, people want to volunteer. They want to write a check. They want to sponsor. They want to buy four tables, which is an amazing <laughs> price. I knew you were going to buy four tables, Bob. That's right. <laughs> of course, it's going, it's going to be four card tables from Holly's, but no, I'll make it. Uh, what do people do? They go to ctrchanginglives.org? Yeah, it's real real easy. Just go to our website, ctrchanginglives.org. We've got the um, the link to the event right there in the banner on the homepage. Every nonprofit organization has to figure out ways to raise money, and this is our big fundraiser. We, we generally only have one large fundraising event each year, and mm -hmm. this is it. Uh, so... One of the ways that you support our programming is by purchasing tickets, purchasing tables, becoming a sponsor. That really, really helps us. Mm -hmm. um, I'm happy to say that we have sponsors in each level, which is fantastic. Uh, this year, again, Dental Technology Center is our event sponsor. Right. Uh, so we really appreciate the, their generosity. And uh, we have the um, Harford County Government and also Lambden Development, our sponsor. Uh, the Society of Italian American Businessmen oh, are sponsors, guys. and then we have a host of other sponsors mm -hmm. on, on some of those the other Those are the levels. ones with the loud float on July Fourth, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the loud float. It's the enthusiastic float. So that what we do is we take the proceeds from this event because we do have to, as much as we'd like to say people are donating venues and food and, and beer and wine, uh, we have to purchase it. So any of the, the proceeds beyond our costs, we turn it back into our program. And it also helps with our operations in our facility because, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have to manage our farm and mm -hmm. stuff breaks all the time and has oh, to be sure. replaced and it's just normal for that. But with, with Stir Up the Dust, that is, it's a fun venue. This year we're focusing on homegrown Harford. You know, we have a lot to offer from an agricultural standpoint sure. in this county. So we have uh, we're, we have vendors who from Slate Farm Brewery. Oh, we're going to be featuring them. their craft beer, Fury Winery, love another them. neighbor to yep. in North Hartford that uh, is providing the wine. Uh, we have Brooms Bloom ice cream wow. for dessert. Mm. And uh, we, Bob's in now. <laughs> you have me at Slate Farm Brewery, uh -huh. Brooms Bloom, and Fiori. There you go. And then we're, we have uh, locally sourced food being prepared by Mama Mish's Homemade Dishes. Okay. Uh, they're not in Harvard County, but um, she's trying to source as much as she can from, from the county. Good. So, you know, farm-to-table style events are, are a little tough because, you know, people think, oh, it's from the farm. It doesn't cost much. This is why we need to support our local mm -hmm. farms. Yes, the produce is more expensive, but you're supporting your community you by mm -hmm. doing it. You're you're not buying a third vacation home mm -hmm. for a CEO. You are actually supporting putting the money back into your community. Mm -hmm. So as a nonprofit organization, we're we're trying to support that as well. That's great. And you didn't pay to 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 ship almonds twenty eight hundred miles uh, and all the fuel um that was expended in bringing those almonds from California when you can bring stuff right from Hartford. Exactly. And it's downhill from North Hartford, so <laughs> very little gas involved. Exactly. <laughs> what else can people do? Uh, can they call? Uh, sure, they can call the office. Um, we make it really easy for people to donate. We have it set up on PayPal, which is very secure. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also do something that may be a little different, is we acknowledge every single gift that we receive, whether it be a monetary gift or an in-kind donation. And to me, that's very, very, very important. Um, I can say that our, our board, our staff, we're all really good about saying thank you, and mm -hmm. we like to say thank you. So that's one way of helping us. If you, if you don't want us to absorb the PayPal fee, um, you can write a check uh -huh. and send it to us. Uh, we have a secure P.O. Box 475 in Abingdon. The zip code is 21009. I go to the post office every day. Good for you. <laughs> CTRChangingLives.org is where you can get all this. And the phone number is 443-528-7793. Yes. Um, Horse dis the Horse Discovery Center. That sounds like fun. What is that? It is fun. This is an initiative that the Maryland Horse Industry Board came up with uh, several years ago. And the Maryland Horse Industry Board is under the Maryland State Department of Agriculture. And the purpose of the Maryland Horse Industry Board is to support the horse industry in Maryland. And in all industries industries or all uh, veins of the horse industry in Maryland. So they came up with this horse discovery center idea and what it is is connecting people with horses in whatever way your horse farm 
is most experienced. And so the executive director there, Ross Petticord, uh, he said to me, why, why haven't you applied yet? And I was waiting for that first year to be over mm -hmm. with. Sure. You know, because they work out all the kinks and everything and figure out what they really want to do. And <laughs> it's true. And, you know, not my first rodeo. I know, yeah. <laughs> and he said, you know, you're already acting as a horse, in a horse discovery center. Why just not officially become one? So we started the process, which includes uh, a rigorous stable inspection. And we were, we were renting a, a stable at the time. So... That stable inspection, uh, it went flawlessly, but you can imagine when sure. you're not always calling oh my the shots. Goodness. Absolutely. And uh, it also involved a lot of legal documents that had to be reviewed and approved by the industry board's attorney, and then a lot of educational sessions mm -hmm. that uh, occur on what the expectations are of the uh, Maryland Horse Industry Board. But one of the fun things that I got to do through the Maryland Horse Industry Board was I was on the curriculum writing team Ooh. for the uh, Horse Discovery Center field trips. So this was a suggested programming item that they came up with that I got to help write the curriculum. Very nice. So I made a whole bunch of really uh, neat friends through that that we still keep in touch, but it also enhanced our program offering when it came to having people out at the farm. And so that's the purpose of the Horse Discovery Center. We're the first one in Hartford County, and uh, we will continue to be one because of all the unique programming that we have to offer. Congratulations. That's exciting. This one is seems like such a natural fit, for, uh, if I'm understanding it right. And maybe it's two separate things, but talk about both. Professional development programs and a team building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are kind of uh, the same thing. Uh, professional development is more like the umbrella. Team building is one of the things that we offer. And how we tie it in with professional development is if you think of team building, you're taking a, uh, a group of people, because what's the difference between a group and a team? Besides no the I? spelling. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no I in team. <laughs> no, no, it's actually, well, I was going to say a rotten joke. It's right there in the... Oh, no. Anyway, the <laughs> library doesn't. show, Kathy. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <coughs> now I know why Bob was so excited to have you on. That's You're funny. his people. <laughs> but the, the I'm thinking of a group team thing. The, the group, the difference between a group and a team is trust. Okay. So when and it is kind of like that in a herd of horses. Mm. There's a hierarchy. There's a trust factor, um, and this is what. When the herd is working together, they form a more cohesive unit, and they're able to protect each other and support each other. So what we do through professional development and our team building exercises is that we incorporate that herd dynamic through a series of guided activities, okay. and we take time to debrief between them. And we're not sitting here telling you, well, if you do this, then you're going to be successful doing that. Honestly, you have, the team has the answers within themselves. They just have to figure out how to work together. Mm -hmm. And the A number one uh, issue that always comes up with every single organization we've, is communication. Communication, yep. So it's just figuring out ways to communicate better and check in with each other and make sure you're doing what we, you're doing. And we've worked with 
a variety of nonprofit organizations, uh, for-profit corporations, municipalities, mm -hmm. uh, government entities. It's really fun work, and it. What makes it even more fun is the fact that you're at the farm, you're not in an office under fluorescent lighting, mm -hmm. you've got your comfy shoes or boots on, which mm -hmm. is always a plus. We encourage people to wear jeans and just relax, be present. And we never know what the horses are going to bring. Sure. You know, they, they react to what the people bring. And we've seen our herd of horses do some pretty interesting things and... Uh, I can honestly say there's never been a group that we've worked with that we haven't walked away being better ourselves. Okay. Watching them do the work that they do and to come to the realizations that they come to. So who's the real emissary? Is it Sally? <laughs> well, Sally um, abdicated her throne a few years ago when we got buttons. Oh, okay. So buttons is our Shetland pony. She's uh, the shortest one with the biggest personality and she comes to the library and i have to tell our <laughs> listeners our customers and children love buttons i love buttons love her buttons is 20 years old she was a uh, backyard horse for 14 years before we got a hold of her and at the end of those 14 years she had been working with out inner city kids out in altoona pennsylvania and my friend uh had to close her her program down mm -hmm. because there was just no money to mm -hmm. run it and she had a mortgage payment and everything so yep, yep. so when I really didn't want buttons because what are you going to do with the Shetland pony that you can't ride right and um, interesting yeah it was, mm -hmm. so I went to the team and I said okay if we had a Shetland pony that what will we do with her we can't ride her mm -hmm. so what are we going to do with her and they came back to me with a laundry list of things and I said okay well because if I go get a horse they're they're sure, they have ours. to figure out what to do with the horse. Well, and we don't wheel and deal in horses. Okay. So, you know, she was a keeper before she we even absolutely. got her. And she has just been a rock star. And the other thing, too, is that the library has been so um, open to having us come visit mm -hmm. and has been so accommodating with making sure that whatever venue or area that we're using around each mm -hmm. library branch has been accessible by the patrons mm -hmm. and have done a really, really good job of marketing that Buttons is going to be there. So we had to step up our programming this year oh. and get the kids more activated as uh -huh. far as being more physical. But it's also educational. It is. And they can ask questions and the parents can participate. So we try to make it as family oriented mm -hmm. as possible. And that little pony knows her job. She does. It's amazing to me. She, she really, she can be a total pill in the morning. And the minute we get to the library, she's fine. She just knows so what is uh, so t if she's 20 is is there what's a, an equivalent in human, pony years human years or yeah she's she's probably your age bob <laughs> oh really and she could still so move she's 20 <laughs> wow yeah four she, years to one <laughs> yeah about that she um kind of like dogs the little dogs live longer than the big dogs mm -hmm. she could live well into her 40s so and she's very healthy. She is. And she just is a pleasure. <laughs> she really is. And she doesn't mind the children around her. I mean, I, you know, when I was at our Jarrettsville library with you this summer, it's just amazing. She knows her job. Yep. And she positions herself. And, you know, there's some 
uh, activities. I believe it was Megan that was there that night where they do the hands and they they measure they the measure the horse yeah. and they brush the horse and some of these kids had never seen even though it's a very rural area out right. there some of the kids the one daughter one gal was visiting her grandmother and lived in the city had never seen a horse and it she was like it was amazing well and that's that's our purpose you know a lot of people ask us if we do pony rides that's not educational no no and we what we want is you know when we find out these kids that, that come that have never even yeah touched a horse yeah. let alone been in the presence of one mm -hmm. that to us is is why we exist mm -hmm. we want to make sure because you never know mm -mm. what these kids are going to do later in life mm -hmm. and how horses are going to be incorporated in their mm -hmm. perhaps adult life yeah and her eyes were filled with love that little girl yeah it was just amazing she yep. felt instantly in love yep talk about um this is another beautiful thing the, the working with the veterans from uh perry point uh, you know, Bob, this has been transformational for this for our organization. So a little background. Um, uh, geez, back in 2008, I met with a uh, one of the supervisors in the recreation therapy department and did a presentation and gave him a proposal. And then we never got anywhere with mm -hmm. it. A couple years later, I got a phone call from his, one of his underlings uh, exploring the fact, you, you know, what would it be like to have veterans come out and do therapeutic riding. And uh, then again, you know, didn't hear anything. Flash forward a quick 10 years, <laughs> <laughs> and that, that person is now the supervisor. Okay. And they were riding someplace else, and they were not very happy with it. And uh, she said, we'd like for you to apply for the Adaptive Sports Grant, which is a federal grant. I've never applied for one of those before. And I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, we were planning on doing that, but we weren't going to expend the effort unless we had a commitment from the VA that right. you would come out. So we did a little pilot program with them. And they had a little pot of money that they could spend on us. And the ironic thing was she sent me this file, and she said, this is how you get paid. Just fill out this this document and send it into uh, Baltimore City, and, and they will issue payment for you. Oh, and then so I thought... opened up the document and I looked and I said, that looks really familiar. So I went back 10 years in my files and I same opened one? up the original proposal and it was the same one. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. So, you know, we did the pilot program and the veterans just loved oh, it. Oh, I bet. And the recreation therapy department, their staff, bar none, are phenomenal. They know the veterans really, really well. They they travel out to the farm with them on the VA bus, so it you know everybody comes as a group, mm -hmm. and we were ready for them because it's what we do. I mean, sure. we're, we're good at what we do. So I applied for the the VA grant, and I found out uh, at our anniversary event that we had last year, uh, right before I left the house, that we had received oh, a federal grant. Oh wow! So we received what our first federal day. grant last year, and we're just wrapping up the programming this month. And I'm hoping that we receive federal money for this upcoming year because we literally tripled our ask for funding because the demand is so great. Oh, I bet. So uh, we're, we'll be working, instead of with two departments, we'll be working with four total if we get this funding. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so so keep thinking good thoughts. I will send good that thoughts That the VA your way. says, we're giving you the money. Fantastic. Because mm -hmm. we work with... Formerly homeless veterans who are women, 
getting they get into housing and they just need to get their their act together mm -hmm. and just get back on the right track. Uh, we have veterans through the recreation therapy department, so they're participating in adaptive recreation. Uh, they, we have veterans from uh, a department, it's called Psychosocial Rehab and Recovery, we'll, we'll be able to work with if we get this grant funding. These are veterans with serious mental health issues that are looking to return to the workforce, so they're in a, a very stringent program. We even work with their community living center, which is their old agers home, if mm -hmm. you will. So the veterans are, are experiencing, in addition to PTSD and traumatic mm -hmm. brain injury, but dementia, dementia as well. Dementia, yeah. And uh, anxiety, and I would say mm, almost all the vets are in some sort of recovery, recovery from substance abuse issues. Mm -hmm. uh, this past week we had our first veteran start volunteering with us oh as a regular CTR volunteer with her son. Oh my goodness. So it's a, it's really Full nice circle. to have that mother-son yes. connection here. And they're just so excited because the horses meant so much to her mm -hmm. when she was participating in the programming. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Must just, just to be able to look and see this transformation taking place with so many souls who have done so much for us. Yes. Sacrificed so much for mm -hmm. us. Yes. And they're from, they're all ages. They're from all theaters of war, uh, all the way up to Vietnam vets. Mm -hmm. And one of the people that really pushed us, or pushed me, is a World War II veteran. Okay. Uh, he, he just turned 98 in August. Uh, he's in failing health, so I haven't been able to see him, but I can send him emails and he responds. Okay. So, yeah, it's... Uh, so he's sending good thoughts your way, you know. Well, it's important to remember mm -hmm. those who protect our freedoms. That's right. Sacrificed That's right. all. Yep. The last thing, and then we want to talk about some library stuff, but um, purchasing the farm. Is that a capital campaign or what? Yes, that's, um, we're in our capital campaign right now. Uh, one of the things that we always knew that in order to have the autonomy to do what we need to do and grow how we need to grow was to own our own farm. Because <clears throat> we've pretty much outgrown every place we've ever been, whether <laughs> size or programming or ownership. Uh, we've, we've just always sure. kind it's of... a good problem to have. Yeah, but. yeah, it is. But it's we've moved four times, so it's really hard to keep everything together oh, wow. and uh, we've we've done it I mean mm -hmm. the, the, again it's it's a collective effort so we launched our capital campaign uh, when we found we knew this farm was going to be coming on the market at some point and it's a turnkey equestrian facility located in street and we've been working with the owner uh, to be able to purchase the farm and it's been a two-year process because it was a privately owned farm and we as a business purchasing mm -hmm. a piece of property, we ran into some zoning issues. Mm -hmm. uh, and I say that because every business runs sure. into zoning issues. So we've, it's been a process to work through all of them. But you know, we're really lucky and very blessed that the owner of the farm has worked with us and allowed us to operate there while we were running our campaign because people could actually see what we're buying. That's wonderful. And it's it's really helped the process. So um, we're, we're coming up on, we're coming up on a, a big announcement. So um, that's all I'm going to say because you have to come to our event on September 21st and 
She's having a hard time keeping it oh, in. That's all I'm saying, guys. Look at the smile. That's all, folks. Well, and that event is eight days from today. Yes. A week from tomorrow. Go to ctrchanginglives.org to find out how you can get to go to Stir Up the Dust, make a donation. Sponsorships still available? Yes, sponsorships are still available. We do have tickets available. Uh, we had a goal that we, we are meeting, uh, but we still have additional tickets that we can sell. Can I always squeeze a few more in? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? It's the Armory. That mm -hmm. is... One of the most flexible venues that. True. that we have. It's a little gem in the middle of downtown Bel Air. That's where we do our concerts. Yep. Um, fantastic. Kathy Schmidt, founder and executive director, Chesapeake Ther Therapeutic Riding, 443-528-7793 and ctrchanginglives.org. And speaking of great institutions in the county, what's cooking at the library? Oh, my goodness. So much. And I just want to share, we had a wonderful event yesterday. It was our Hartford Living Treasures tea that we did at the Liriodendron. It was wonderful. Um, it's one of my favorite events. We do it every other year. It's a biannual event. And um, it is just a fabulous event where we honor just the most amazing people that have I think you have to live in Hartford County 40 years, be 70 years old. There are some stipulations around it, um, but it's just a wonderful event celebrating the history of Hartford County. And it's a whole program that the library partners with where we do oral histories, and then we digitize it and we share it um, across the state of Maryland, uh, really across the world. If you are in Japan, you can look up someone and listen to their oral, oral history. Um, so it's really a fabulous, uh, fabulous program and a really special event. So thank you to everyone who made that happen. It's a uh, beautiful venue too. Oh, it is. They've done so much work at the Liria. They have. They really have. And it turned out to be a great day. There was supposed to be rain in the afternoon, but um, it held off. So it was a, it was a great thing. Um, and another big celebration, it's a, a national celebration on Tuesday, September 17th. It's Constitution Day. So we have a um, display at each one of our 11 locations, 10, because Abingdon is still closed for a little bit longer, and it's called I Signed the Constitution. And you can drop in and you can actually read the Constitution and um, put your own signature on this very special document. And um, some of our branches have special displays and speakers and things going on. And then on Wednesday, September 18th, at our Norrisville Library, from 6.30 to 8 p.m. as part of our Charm City series, we have shipwrecks of the Chesapeake Bay. Um, so find yourself awash in the exciting stories and histories of shipwrecks in the Chesapeake Bay. Studying shipwrecks give a unique insight into how people once lived, worked, and conducted daily commerce on the Chesapeake Bay. And this is presented by a speaker from the Enoch Pratt State Library Resource Center. So that promises to be a great event. You can find when is that? That is Wednesday, September 18th from 6.30 to 8. At sure. where? At our Norrisville Library. Oh, that kind of go, Bob? Sounds very... I'm uh -huh. very, very interested in mm -hmm. our... The uh, first 200 years of... Um, on uh, this continent. Mm -hmm. The first 200 years that Europeans got here. Mm -hmm. Oh, they and got I... here 10,000 years ago, but... <laughs> 
you don't care about those years. <laughs> and I think there are a lot of shipwrecks in the Chesapeake oh, Bay, yeah. and I don't think people even realize it. Right. So um, it promises to be a really great event, and you can find information about that and all the thousands of events and programs and things we have going on at hcplonline.org. I just read Moby Dick. Are you done now? It's amazing. It was amazing. So many nautical terms are, are from, are, are from cliches that. Cliches now, like the scuttlebutt. The scuttle was where, it, like a whaling ship, would be at sea for three years. God, I can't even imagine. So they had either. a huge cistern of fresh water, uh, and they, uh, for their daily drinking of the water, they would fill what they would call uh, a, a tub at, at the back of the boat called the scuttle. Mm-hmm. And people, and the butt was where they tapped it and they they got their water. Oh, okay. So, what's the scuttle butt? It was the first water cooler. So that's where all the chit-chat went yep. on. <laughs> that's what we should talk about. At the so, beginning of the show, terms that came from Moby Dick. There you go. Mm-hmm. Son of a gun was another maritime thing. What is that? What's yeah, the the merchant ships often they'd be at sea a year or two because mm-hmm. if they were going from Nantucket to Australia or, or if they were going to the South Pacific, that they'd have to go around either Africa or South America. There was no Panama Canal, so they would often bring their wives. Oh, and they would have a son. <laughs> And if some and no, this is true. And often they had to induce labor because there wasn't means of doing it in a hospital or mm-hmm. in, with a midwife. And the best way to induce labor was uh, to bring the women up onto the gun deck and fire the cannon. And the shock of that would and would induce labor. Like poor women, I swear. I know. That's why, that's you why know, we have this little mark on our shoulder. No kidding. It, no kidding. That's why you get the crappy toilet paper, Bob. No. Well, you know, women couldn't have credit cards in their own name until 1973. Oh, my God. Married I know, women. I know. Can you believe that? Barry Klein just posted that. Yeah. Did you see that yesterday? Yeah. Barry and I had a, a nice little visit last night and caught up on a lot of things. So, yes. I know. It's amazing what we weren't allowed to it's do insane. in our lifetime. And I tell you, we have really like made great strides in the small amount of time we've been able to make it. <laughs> <laughs> but there's more work to do. 100 years. Yeah. 100 years ago last week was uh, women's suffrage, ironically named, was finally passed. I know. Oh. And if we were the ones that carried babies, we would have died out before Oh the my gosh. <laughs> No kidding. We, we wouldn't be sitting here now. No kidding. <laughs> it would be a barren land. <laughs> yeah. I tend to get sick. She barely slows down. I get sick. I have that thermometer and that oh. ice bag on my head watching yes. Gilligan's Island reruns. Yep. 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 All righty. All right. I think that's all the time we have today, oh, well, folks. Wait no? A wait no? A You're going to do, do some something, something funny. Yes. <laughs> you have gonna... one funny thing. Yes. Uh-oh. Make it a good one. <laughs> um, kids, uh, amalgamations of essays, where they, high school teachers, put together things kids wrote in their blue books. Okay. Trying to get everything they learned in. <laughs> okay. 
France was in a very serious state. The French Revolution was accomplished before it happened. The Marseillaise was the theme song of the French Revolution and it catapulted into Napoleon. <laughs> During Napoleon. the Napoleonic Wars, the crowned heads of Europe were trembling in their shoes. Then the Spanish guerrillas, G-O-R-R-I-L-A, <laughs> came down from the hills and nipped at Napoleon's flanks. Napoleon became ill with bladder problems and was very tense and unrestrained. He wanted an heir to inherit his power, but since Josephine was a baroness, she oh. couldn't bear him any children. Oh, my God. <laughs> I couldn't put her up by the guns. And the 19th century was a time of many great inventions and thoughts. The invention of the steamboat caused a network of rivers to spring up. Cyrus McCormick invented the McCormick Raper, which did the work of a hundred men. Samuel Morse invented a code for telepathy. Louis Pasteur discovered a cure for rabbis. Charles Darwin was a naturalist who wrote The Organ of the Species. Madame Curie discovered radium. And um, Karl Marx became one of the Marx Brothers. Oh, my gosh. What a bing. <laughs> our, our school system at its finest. I know. Yeah. I know. And on that happy note... That's all the time we have for real this week. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk with you next week. Thanks, Kathy, for coming in. Thanks, Leslie.